Hello and welcome to Code Bytes, sponsored by Search 5.0. And today we're pleased to welcome Lisa Leonard to the podcast. Lisa is currently the principal consultant in PA Consulting. And in today's episode, we get to hear her career transitioning from development into project management, her passion for leading teams, and also we get a flavor of what a successful career has done for her in terms of business exposure and also geographies. I hope you enjoy this conversation. Lisa, thank you very much for coming on Copites. Thank you. Thanks for having me. It's an absolute pleasure, Lisa, to, to have you here. Um, Lisa, I would love for you to kick things off and just give our audience an overview of your experience so far to date and what got you into technology. Okay, well, I've been in this industry for oh, over 25 years now. I graduated in 1995. I did a, a straight computer science degree in the University of Ulster up at Coleraine. Um, at that time, very few women in IT. So I think in a, our university class was probably no more than eight women in it and about 60 men. So did a straight computing degree, did, it, did my year out actually at Microsoft in Dublin, testing Windows 95. So that was interesting. Um, and then from there, I got my first job as soon as I graduated and I worked in the IT part of an of a insurance company. So I was writing insurance calculation routines in C++. Um, so worked there for a few years. So basically, I was a developer for about 10 years and then through various companies and then um, about 10 years in, you sort of veer, are you going to stay technical or are you going to kind of go down the project management route so I had sort of naturally veered into the project management route so um, I was working in a company called AMT Cybex at the time and I kind of then there started going into more delivery management and that's what I've been kind of doing for the last 10 years or so so um, worked in AMT Cybex then worked in another company called Ligon Technologies then I was in a company called Blue Zinc and now I'm in then I was in a company called Nieda and now I'm in PA Consulting. So. Brilliant, Lisa. And for those that aren't aware of PA Consulting, can you give us a brief overview of who you are? Yes, so we are PA Consulting. We opened up, um, PA has been around for, for a long time, UK based. They opened a digital hub in Belfast in 2018. I joined in 2020 and um, it, it's a consultancy company, but it's more um, boutique, if you like. It's not like your bigger cons- consultancy companies um, like Deloitte's or PwC. Um, we have a lot of specialist uh, interesting work. We cover a lot of sectors. There's public sector, there's health and life sciences, there's retail, there's health. So there lots of lots of different areas to, to work in. And we take people all different types of skills, developers, BAs, scrum masters, delivery managers, you, you name it, the roles there. Good. And I always, I always love jumping on these podcasts and learn about backgrounds and stories, Lisa, because... It can go in many different ways, many different verticals. So you mentioned then the first half of your career, you started out development and coding. And then yep. for the second half of your career, you have a more project management, which you are doing currently. So you mentioned that you kind of naturally gravitized, you know, perhaps towards the um, the PM side of things. I mean, what what was it that perhaps, or what's your kind of skill set and your interest in, in going into that type of role? Uh, and what do you feel at doing both sets? have done for your career 
Yeah, I mean, I'm very, I, uh, I suppose I, I went that way. It sort of naturally started to happen. I love working in teams. I love working as a team and, and creating something and seeing that creation come to life. I just find I've always been quite a good people person. So I've always been good at kind of organizing people and getting them, getting the best out of those people. So that's what I love doing. I'm also, I suppose, very organized and, you know, things have changed over the years. Whenever I first started out, it was all very waterfall. You were sitting writing, like by the time you got to do coding, the project had been going on for months. There was, you were gathering requirements and writing big specs and everything like that. But now it's more agile. And it was great to kind of be involved in that whole agile coming in, coming into the world, if you like, and, and the whole way of being able to deliver in that lean way. So, um, but I think me having been a developer for 10 years was an advantage when it came to leading and working with teams because I kind of understand, I understand what the process is, I understand what, what needs to happen and I can challenge I suppose developers when we're sitting in a room and we're working out a plan and we're refining stories I feel confident enough to be able to to challenge that whereas I think some people coming in as delivery managers who don't have that technical background maybe are at a little bit of a disadvantage there rightly or wrongly so for me it has certainly helped now obviously technology has moved on and I'm not as up on what's going on these days but I still I think having that grinding in it has really helped help me in my career yeah perfect I know from when we first spoke as well I think you've still got a little bit of an itch to do a bit of coding definitely it's it's I really do miss it and sometimes I'm really jealous when you know it's great being a delivery manager and leading the team and seeing the creation but actually when you're doing that coding and you get something to work the buzz never goes away. It's it's fabulous. So yes, I, it takes a lot of time. I admire people that are still so much to keep up with, so much to read, so many new technologies emerging. So it, there's a lot, a lot to keep up with. And, you know, I do admire everybody that does that. Yeah, absolutely. Lisa, I'm quite keen to explore your success influencer and you might have touched upon it when you said about the people um part of your role but what makes you do what you do I suppose my success influencer has it, it sort of I guess has, has changed throughout the year as I said there throughout the years whenever I was a developer seeing your creations in real world situations you, that's just always brilliant to see but now I'm in a leadership role. I can I see success as helping others deliver and see the big picture coming together. So you do still feel that you're 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 part of something. I think as well what what drives me as well. I've mentored. I've had a lot of successes throughout the years, and I've mentored a lot of good guys who now have their own companies, some local companies here, who have started up their own companies and are are doing really well. And from you know, I used to mentor these guys and, and work with them and seeing that happen, seeing their success really, you know, gives me a buzz. So sort of now that that's what drives me. I, I sort of seeing a lot of the, the younger people coming into the industry and how it's changed and kind of mentoring them and help helping them get the best out of themselves. So that's, I suppose, what drives me nowadays. Brilliant, Lisa. I love that. I love the fact that obviously the kind of people you've mentored have now start up their own companies and businesses. Um, I'm sure from an intrinsic point of view, it's great to see that, uh, yeah. Lisa. Um, on the flip side of that, I mean, 
What's been a, a defining moment, would you say, in your career? I've been thinking about this. Do you know, I don't know that there's one defining moment. I think it's been like a series of realisations throughout throughout the years. I mean, I, I always remember, um, I don't know that this is a defining moment, but I always remember when I first started out, it was about three years in, and I was working for a company called Parity Solutions, and it was based over in London, and I was asked to work do a project for British American Tobacco and I just remember they had these fabulous offices in the embankment in London and when you went into the offices there was like a Grand Prix car in in the lobby because they sponsored Grand Prix cars and in those days you were still allowed to smoke and of smoke inside and it was obviously British American tobacco so you were sitting at your desk now fabulous air conditioning these people were everywhere I didn't smoke but there was lots of people smoking around me and it was just I remember sitting thinking I was a young a young girl from Northern Ireland sitting in these fabulous offices doing a job that I loved. And I was like, what this is, I just remember thinking, this is, this is, this is it. This is great, you know. But I think just over the years, the fact that I'm still in it, I still enjoy it. I think I'm good at it. I've, I've been in it long enough. I've not been found out yet. <laughs> um, and I've worked in, you know, I've learned so much. You know, you find an IT you get to know a lot of different industries. I mean, I've worked in working in the public sector at the minute. I've done work in the public sector. I've done work in healthcare. I've done work in utilities. I've, you know, I've, I think I said before, I, I was based in Network Rail in um, Kings Cross Station. And I used, there was offices there and I was walking along looking at tracks and you just, you learn so much. Every, every day you're learning something. Every job I have had, I've learned something different. Mm. And it's not just... IT, you're learning the actual companies that you're helping, you're learning their business. So yeah. I think just, yeah, just a, not one moment in particular, just the fact that I'm still doing a job that I that I love. Yeah, I think the great thing about tech, it can bring you on a, such a wide journey, can't it? You know, Lisa, how you describe yeah. different geographies, you know, different types of businesses. Yeah, and travel, I mean, I've done, travelled, America a lot done done a lot of work there and obviously closer to home London and things like that but just the opportunities are are there to do it and it's you know it's it's good it's brilliant what would you say is the biggest challenge that the industry currently faces um Lisa and what would it take to address this I still think the one of the biggest challenges is there's so much demand for IT skills and the lack of supply I think that's just getting more and more. I think there needs to be earlier exposure to IT in schools. You know, at the end of the day, IT is foundational to everything at this point. Like it, it is, you, you can't get away from technology. You can't get away from the fact that it's there, but yet it's treated, it's not given that importance in schools. It's almost an afterthought. And I know that because I've got two daughters that are in, that are in school and it, it's just, it's just not given the importance I think that it's needed that's needed and you know it's not just you know IT there's a lot to, it's not just coding there's a lot to it it's it's about logical thinking it's it, you know it's as critical as basic sciences it's logical thinking it's it's problem solving it's you know there's so much more to it and it should be given it should be given that importance I think and it's not so I think we still have a lot a lot of work to do there about getting earlier exposure to, to IT for for younger people and just trying to get that trying to get that supply going. I suppose the other thing is 
it's the age-old thing that, that's talked about a lot, but there's probably still not enough women in the industry. I've seen a lot of changes. Obviously, when I started out, it was a very, very dominated, male-dominated world space to be in. That's got better. There's a lot more women in it, but I, I still think there's more work to do there to, to get women into IT. But I do still think it goes back to earlier exposure to it in schools. Yeah. And why do you think, Lisa, I mean, obviously it's a... It's a... It's a very important topic and, and typically when we have these conversations, it's about bringing it into education at more of a grassroots level. Why do you think that's not being done? I think people don't understand it maybe enough. I think in maybe in schools and, and education authority and, and things like that, that they don't really, it's still a relative, you know, it, it's still a relatively new industry, I guess. And I think there's just not enough understanding about what it is and what it involves and what the actual opportunities are and what what the types of roles could be I mean I remember whenever I first started out this I'll not name names but I remember somebody when I said that I was I wrote code it was a developer and they said to me well can you type fast like the thought you don't know in those days people right. were fast can you type mm-hmm. fast it's like what no but you know it's the people just people don't understand what it is and so I think there just needs to be more education around it it's the lack of awareness uh, it is the it? lack of awareness um, yeah Lisa and on the subject of your two daughters in education I know that they have two techie parents yes are they are they in STEM are they a passion for tech or what's their no actually not at the minute one of them definitely doesn't um she's more business focused she would like to do something in business um the younger one has a little bit of an interest she her interest got peaked a little bit when my husband took her into Belfast one day and they called into his offices and it was like Star Wars themed rooms you know their meeting rooms and she was like this oh wow yeah this is just so good so, so that kind of stemmed her interest a little bit so she's got a little bit of an interest I suppose we don't want to push it on them either the thing about um this industry is you have to love it but you have to have a real interest in it. I mean, especially now there's lots of other jobs apart from coding in it. But if you want to, to be a coder, you have to have a real interest in it. And it, it's hard. Like, it is hard. It's not It's not easy. So I think you have to, it has to be something that you really want to do. So I don't want to, to, to push it on her, but I have said that there's a lot, she knows that there's lots of different roles in it. So I'm working on her. Working on her, just get just get her in a few more funky environments with different. Well, that's it. Yeah. Different yeah. rooms and different themed offices. Yeah. <laughs> Lisa. <laughs> um, Lisa, I want to I want to talk about talent. I think you know you mentioned there about a challenge being the the shortage. You know of, of yeah. talent. Um, obviously, I know that you're you, you recruit and you know you have a team. How would you identify good talent in today's market? And then the flip side of that, you know how. How would you retain uh, talent? In terms of engineers, for, for me, I look anybody <clears throat> that has a passion for programming, and you'll find the best programmers are the ones that do do their own work at home and spend evenings in their bedrooms writing code. So, in terms of engineers, a passion for it and, and a love for it. As I said before, you have to love what you do. But in terms, basically, aptitude and attitude is still really important. And having the ability and willingness to learn, learn your craft and 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 be able to come across like like you know what, you know, 
Um, in terms of retention, I think I think that's changed over the years as well. But I think it's important to keep people challenged, to keep giving them interest in work, mentor them, help them grow their career, and give them a level of autonomy to do the work that they want to do and make them feel valued. I think a lot of at the minute I, I mentioned there um, about lovely offices and meeting rooms, but all the offices now have like beer fridges and pool tables and anything. But it's not. It's not all about that. Yes, that's great. It's great to have the environments that we now work in are, are, are brilliant and especially for young people, but it's not all about that. You have to love what you do and have a passion for it and, and you know, really learn your craft. So that, that I, I just look for that for that eagerness um, in, in people and, and willingness to learn. Yeah, no, totally agree. You can have all the utensils and everything in the office, but yeah. really it's if, if, if you're hiring with people based upon passion for what they do, it's so important to kind of keep on feeding that through learning, development, and of course that career pathway and everything else outside yeah. of that in the office is just a wee bonus, isn't it? <laughs> well, it is, yeah. And I mean, but it, it's it's taken in pride and in, in what you do as well. As I've, I've said before, like even in PA, some of the work we do is so important and the outcomes for the public and that, and it's, you know, that should be what, you know that's what what drives me you know that you're you're helping people and you know that that it should be in the forefront of your of everybody's minds i think when they're doing that work that it's it is important definitely definitely and lisa what, what advice would you have to any aspiring software engineer in today's market um well there's many routes to your career in IT, I think that needs. It's not just. It's not just university. Um. So look at what's out there. How you how you can get into it if you've got an interest in it. Um. I said before. Um. Learn your craft. It's not. It's not an easy job. Um. Mm -hmm. To be successful, you have to put. You have to put effort in, and you have to work hard. And again, as I said, you have to have that interest in it. So so it's it's look at, at what's available. And it's not just um again, it's it's not just engineering. So if you if you're interested in a career in tech, have a look at some of the other roles that are out there. You know, there's you know design at the minute is, is a big thing and data science, um AI, you know, there's so many, you know, business analysis. There's just so many different types of roles that you can do in the tech industry. You don't just have to be a developer um so so don't feel like you can't have a career in it because you, you you don't think you want to write code that's okay there's lots of other opportunities and lots of other roles so, so have a look around and see what see what's available yeah that exactly. would be my advice curiosity mindset isn't it and just yes. try something um to know if it is or if it isn't for you uh lisa i know that pa you guys are putting on some great events um as well yes. with AI and stuff which you mentioned about now so I mean what what, what does the future hold for you guys here in in Belfast? Well we're we're in growth mode we're, we're growing um so we're looking for all different types of talent out there as, as I said um so so follow us on on LinkedIn and um, we post a lot on there about the events that are coming up come along to some of the events because you'll meet people that work there and you can find out more about it um, so it's, it's quite an exciting time for PA in Belfast. We're starting to get, there's a bit of a buzz about us now, I think, in the market before we were quite maybe not as well known and, and smaller. But I think now that there's a bit of a buzz around us and some of the work that we're doing is, is really good and, and as I said, really interesting. Um, 
so yeah, come and come and come and talk to us. We're looking for all different types of people. Yeah, you can certainly feel up us, uh, Lisa, yeah. within PA uh, in the marketplace, and um, huge advocate of getting to any events as possible to learn more about you know the business and speak to people and, and get a flavour of who you guys are and what you're about now. So what I'll do, Lisa, is I'm going to plug the show notes um, after this podcast um, yep. for people where they can go to, you know, be at the website and be at the LinkedIn to check to check you guys guys out now. But Lisa, this has been a brilliant conversation and I just want to thank you for your time. No, thank, thanks for having me. It was great Perfect. to chat. Thank you, Lisa. Okay, thank you.